This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, June 10th, 2020. And you probably don't watch the market as close as I do, but I'm sure you're aware of it or you wouldn't be listening to the show. Certainly has been a pretty interesting period of time here for all of this year. You know, it really is fascinating since the COVID thing started. Remember, we've never, ever shut down our economy on purpose and then try to restart it. So really, no one knows how this is all going to work out. No one knows. We know that the GDP for this uh, quarter is going to fall about 30%. That's the estimate. We know that the Fed meeting today said they're going to keep interest rates. Powell, you know, the Fed chairman, said he's going to keep interest rates where they are for a couple of years. A couple of years. Remember, they're at or near zero. So we know these things are going on, but we've never had this kind of experience. So it's pretty interesting. And it certainly is going to cause more volatility. Recently, it's been up volatility. Uh, but have you noticed that the market's acting kind of strange? I mean, look at what happened in the indexes today. The Dow was down 282 points, while the NASDAQ was up 67 points. And the S&P down 17. Very interesting. On today's uh, office hours program at noon, I had a little uh, a stat about how, how much the NASDAQ is controlled by just like five or six stocks. That represent about 40% of the, the of the whole index. 40. Apple, Microsoft, Google, Google One, Google Two. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. Facebook, you know, it's just amazing. So that's why you can have this kind of activity where the Nasdaq's up 67, the Dow's down 282, because only one of those top five stocks on the Nasdaq is in uh, the Dow 30, and that's Apple. So it's kind of interesting. We're having, it's an interesting time. Somehow, they're going to have to change those indexes at some point. So just get used to the volatility. As an investor, you're just going to have to get it used to it. Up and down volatility. You know, and you know, it shouldn't change your outlook, your your goal of financial freedom. It shouldn't change that at all. It's just a matter of how I manage through the volatility. So I'm going to do my best on this this show, which is a, a call-in show where you ask questions, anything finance or anything financial is okay. I don't want to talk about any other type of topics because there's other shows that do that. So you'll get strategies to help you do with this volatility if you ever want them. We have those, but I'll happily share what what, what Justin and I do. Our number is 888-99-CHART. It's open now, 888 5278-888-99-CHART. I'm Steve Peasley, and this is Invest Talk. And in my company, KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. Justin, uh, Justin Klein and I are a little bit different than other advisors. Why? We are dedicated to unbiased guidance. We don't, we don't listen to other people. We we'll only recommend investment strategies that we implement for ourselves. I do the exact same thing for you as I do for myself. And we prove this with our 
we call I call this parallel investing, meaning I'm buying and selling the exact same stock, same percentage, same uh, price as you. Anyways, I'm ready for your calls, 888-99-CHART. And in case you were wondering, yes, thanks to technology, Justin Klein and I offer no-cost, no-obligation portfolio assessments and reviews. We can do it via the phone, the old-school way, Skype or Jive meetings. I'm not too cool, uh, familiar yet on Jive, but Skype I could do, especially now, you know, in this COVID time that we have. Um, so, so we just try to do our best to meet with our clients as often as we can, our prospective clients. Um, and someday I'm hoping to get back on the road. You know, I like meeting people in, in person, but we'll see when that happens. So we want to help you. That's what our job is. So send us a message through investtalk.com. Send me an email or call our KPP Financial Irvine offices. And you can learn more at investtalk.com. That's with two T's. Investtalk, no space, dot com. Okay, my main talking point today concerns the story, how to make your stock pop, stock pop declare bankruptcy. Okay, let me read that again. How, my main talking point today, how to make your stock pop declare bankruptcy. It seems that uh, in order to get a slice of one of the market's most epic rallies, investors are snapping up stocks everywhere, including shares in bankrupt companies, which in theory will be worth nothing, and they're still buying them. So we'll go over that story. It makes no sense to me, but we'll go over that story. Let's talk about... um, uh, let's talk about the market internals. It was It's really strange what's going on inside the market. I mean, all I ever do every day is tell you what the indexes do, right? But there's there's things inside that are pretty interesting that I think you we, we want to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about shell oil industry. I also, uh, where did the money go, all that stimulus money? Where is it? Talk about that. But first, let's go to Frank in the Bay Area. How you doing, Frank? Hi, Steve. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Hey, I want to thank you guys. I've been listening to you guys for like about the last two years on the podcast almost every day after work. Thank you. Thank um, you. So I've been setting some money aside and everything since, you know, I remember you guys talking about the inverted U curve and everything. Right. Uh, I started taking profits and everything uh, this last week. And uh, just want to thank you guys that I've made about 11% on my 401k moving money in on the downturn of the market. Well, good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. That's great. Uh, so my question is, since we've been stuck at home a lot, not being able to do stuff, um, I ended up been working on the house a lot, and I found a company, a store, like Home Depot, but this place is um, floor to floor. It has all your tiling and uh, flooring needs for the house to do remodeling and stuff. Uh-huh. Hard I, I bought, service. I bought the stock around 25 and I sold kind of early around in the 30s. Now uh-huh. it's like all at its all-time high around 57. And as much as I love the company, I'm thinking of actually shorting it because it's so high. I was wanting to get your uh, advice about this and your take about the company. Okay. Uh, that's not That's not a bad thought. But let's look at it. Let's look at it. floor floor and decor holdings. It's F uh, F N D F N D. Nan is a Nancy. D is a dog. 
operates multi-channel specialty retail of hard surface flooring and related accessories. Uh, it is a $5.8 billion company, so it's a mid-cap company. doesn't pay a dividend. It's going to make, uh, last year it made $1.15. This year it's going to make $0.84 cents a share. Next year it's estimated to make $1.26 a share. So a nice re- rebound. And that's that's a 50% pop from this year. Sales are between 16 and 20% quarter after quarter. Growth. Growth. So that's why it's been pretty strong. And, of course, with COVID, as you, you're one of the examples, people are staying home and they're working on their house. They're upgrading things. They're, they're doing things to it. Normally, you may not have the time to do that you know, because you're at work. Turn equity is pretty high, 18%. In other words, the fu- not much debt. The fundamentals are pretty strong on this company. But they're going to make $1.26 as a $56 stock. So that tells you it's pretty darn expensive. What is that? Uh, 40, 40 PE, you know, of 38 PE. So it's not cheap. It's pretty expensive. So instead of jumping in because it's a strong company and buying it, Okay, Frank is thinking about, well, why don't I short it? I think it's probably going to go down after moving up from a low of 25 to a high of 56 in a couple, three months. So that's the danger. The danger is it's moving up. It's right near 52-week highs. And I would not have a problem with you shorting it, Frank, but make sure you put a stop order in, in your mind to get out of the short if it doesn't work. So... This is one of the biggest things people have trouble with is where do I get out of the stop if it goes against you? Where do you get out of it? So make sure you have that in your head. Get out at such and such a price. Cover my short. Get out. You're listening to Invest Talk. My name is Steve Peasley. And, of course, you know, as we watch the economic activity resume in many states, I think I can safely say that most people are ready for summer and ready to get back to work. They're really anxious about it. People want life to get back to normal. I certainly do. In the meantime, how can you be uh, better prepared for the market swings, for volatility? We should talk about that. And your participation is important when we talk about that. So now I'm here and ready to take your questions, provide unbiased answers, hopefully. We're we're taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. Listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 Let's talk to Dan in San Diego. How you doing, Dan? Oh, real good, Steve. Good to talk to you again. Thank I've you been looking call. at an ETF. It's uh, breakwave uh, dry bulk shipping. And, you know, thinking about the economy coming back and that kind of stuff, I was wondering if now would be maybe a good time to take a little position in it. What do you think of BDRY? Okay, let's take a look. It's called breakwave dry bulk shipping, everybody. Uh, it's ETF seeking performance corresponding to the future, the futures contracts on the cost right. of shipping dry bulk freight. 
Okay, so this is interesting. It's not. It's not. It's not buying. It's not buying dry bulk, dry bulk shipping companies. It's 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 the nope. futures contracts on the cost of shipping dry bulk bulk freight. That is interesting. So I wonder, is it a managed? Hmm. Hmm. I believe it is. I'm not sure though. Yeah, not sure either. You know, because if you manage it, you know, it really got hit hard, right? You saw that. Um, right. Let me take a look at the chart. Uh, we're talking about B, D, R, Y. Let's take a look at that chart. Okay, yeah. You know, it looks like the chart did bottom a little under $4, and here it is at $5.85. Yeah, this is a very speculative move, Dan, but I don't, I don't, I think it's, I think it's, I would try it. I would try it. It's probably going to hit a lot of resistance, a little, a little above seven dollars. But seven dollars on a percentage basis is pretty, pretty good return, right? I mean, so uh, yeah, I, I think I would give it a shot. Just don't, you know, because it is risky, and I don't have a problem with people taking risks in their portfolio. The bulk of your portfolio should be good, solid blue chip core holdings of some kind, but. I don't have a problem with taking one or two stocks, three stocks, a uh, risk like this, and I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a good bet that you will have, uh, it will go up. I think that's a good bet. Thank Thanks you for the very call. Much, Appreciate Steve. it, Dan. Thank you. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I don't know if I mentioned, but the market was, the Dow was down 282, the NASDAQ down 17, and the S&P, I mean, rephrase that. The NASDAQ was up 67 points, and the S&P down 17%, 17 points. So Dow down 282, S&P down 17, and NASDAQ up 67 points. Isn't that odd? It's very unusual. On the next Invest Talk, this story. Is the stock market rebound overdone? There's no definite answer, definitive answer. But there are three things to consider as you invest. That story is tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. My main talking point today concerns a story how to make stocks pop. How to make your stock pop. Well, you declare bankruptcy. If you own a company and you want to make your stock go up, declare bankruptcy. So I'm going to explain that. And this is very highly speculative, very dangerous to do. Okay, so Hertz, Whiting Petroleum, Pier 1, JCPenney, all declared bankruptcy in this pandemic here. And they saw, every one of them sold their shares surge by 70% on Monday. Just Monday, 70% increase. Imminent bankruptcy filers are Chesapeake, uh, Chesapeake Energy and California Resources. They also skyrocket from a few pennies to a couple of dollars in a matter of days. So many on Wall Street said the wild moves and bankrupt names showed how speculative 
this stock market comeback has been. Now, try to remember this. When a company files bankruptcy and you're the common stock shareholder, almost all the time, the common stock shareholder is completely wiped out. Now, when a company declares bankruptcy, the stock is still traded. It's not delisted, but it goes down to pennies, right? Pennies, because no one wants to buy it. But you can buy it if you want to. It's still there. And you can run the price up if more buyers come in and bid up for it. But it doesn't make sense because whoever is the last person holding on to those shares will probably, a huge percentage, lose every dime. Lose every dime that they have invested. So this game of buying bankrupt companies and writing them up, super risky. I would never do it. I would never do it. I've been around a long time, and people think they can make fortunes. Oh, this is a trade at five cents, and if it goes to ten cents, I'll double my money. Uh-huh. How about if it goes down to zero, you'll lose every dime you have put in it? What if you buy a company at ten cents and it goes down one penny? One penny. You lost ten percent. Two pennies, you lost twenty percent. Three pennies, you lost thirty percent. See how risky this could be? It's extremely risky, and please don't do it. Okay? Please. Okay, let's keep things moving. Here comes another caller question, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I really love what you guys have been doing. I've been listening to you ever since the fall, and you've been putting out excellent advice and great information. I had a question on a stock that I currently own, TLRD, Tailored Brands, and they've fallen significantly since I began purchasing them before the initial fall. I'm wondering what I should do with them now that they're around 90 cents per share. Should I hold them and wait for them to kind of go back up, or what are your thoughts on that? Thank you. I appreciate the show. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the call. Uh, Taylor Brands, Inc., TLRD. It's out of Houston. Operates 1,324 retail apparel stores in 50 states, D.C., and 126 countries. It's moved from what? uh, Let's see. That Taylor Brands, the other brands, yes. It's moved from what seven six dollars and fifty cents down today at a dollar twenty four. This is the problem. Taylor Brands may seek Chapter Eleven protection if COVID effect continues. That's why it's crashed so hard. Now it crashed all the way to under a dollar, then it popped up to close to two dollars, and now it's back down to a dollar twenty four. Personally, I, I would stay away from this stock. It's too risky. Um, they, they say the cash flow is $3.32. Uh, they're going to lose $0.12 cents a share this year. They're scheduled to make $0.85 cents a share next year. If they can survive, and that's the big if, this stock is worth more than $1.24. But the chances are high. Chances are high that they'll file bankruptcy. And you as a shareholder, as I just said, will lose every dime. If they file bankruptcy, you own the shares, the odds of you losing every dime is extremely high. Extremely high. If they file bankruptcy. If they don't file bankruptcy and they survive and they can, and on 85 cents a share next year, they can make it and actually make the money, then it's worth more than $1.24. I, you know, the only way you could do this is with money you don't mind losing. 
money you do not mind losing. It's the only way you can do it. The retail landscape is rapidly changing. While this may be good for consumers, it is not good for many retailers or their landlords, as we just talked about. As long as social distancing is mandated, many retail spaces such as stores and movie theaters are going to have trouble making a profit. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused 40% of major retailers to skip May rent payments. Skip it, 40%. 9,000 retail stores closed in 2019. 9,000 of them. 25,000 retail stores are expected to close in 2020. Okay, here's my trivia question. As you probably know, we, we often talk about the importance of the Federal Reserve and how it regulates the Internet. They just met today. You know, um, they've, they've been meeting a couple of days, and it's announced things. As we go to break, here's my two-part question. In which year was the Federal Reserve Bank System established, and how many Federal Reserve Districts are there? I'll have the answer after the break, but now we're taking your market and financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities. The chance to learn better ways of doing things. The prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off. The need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. June is underway, summer is coming soon, and the market has been interesting. So you'll have important finance and investment questions, and Steve and Justin welcome your calls now. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. The Federal Reserve is a okay. What was it? What was the question? And they were: In which year was the Federal Reserve Bank System established? And how many Federal Reserve districts are there? So the Federal Reserve it is the central bank of the United States, right? The central bank system of the United States. It includes the Board of Governors in Washington D.C. plus twelve independent regional reserve banks. One for each of 12 Federal Reserve Districts, 12 of them, that were created by the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. 
Now, this decentralized structure ensures that the economic conditions of all areas of the country are taken into account in making of monetary policy. Some banks also possess branches, which, you know, 1913, the country in 1913 looks very different than now, right? So some of the Federal Reserve banks that are around, you know, they're in Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Richmond, Atlanta, okay, they're, that's all... All on, you know, Cleveland is the only one. Um, then there's Chicago, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Kansas City, Dallas, and San Francisco. Notice there's only one on the West Coast. One district. I think they should have more than one, personally, on the West Coast. Because remember, it was 1913. The West Coast wasn't as developed as it is now. Anyway, so it's kind of skewed to the East Coast, I think. And, you know, think about it. San Francisco. So, remember, they're supposed to represent the conditions in the area they cover. Well, Oregon, Washington, California, huge country, huge city, states. Then Nevada, Arizona, they're very different economies than California. So, anyway, I just think that they, they, need, to, they need to take a look at that, maybe redistribute the various districts to get a proper representation. I just think they should. Will they? they? Probably not. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that's the answer. There's 12 districts and only nine of the Federal Reserve presidents. There's one president for each district. Only nine vote at any one time at these meetings. And the votes rotate. They don't all vote. Okay, let's go to Wayne in California. Wayne wants to talk about J-N-U-G. Wayne. Hello? Hi. Hi, yeah. I had a, I opened a small position on J-N-U-G today. I wanted to see what was, what would its bearing be after what Powell announced today. Um, okay, uh, well, it's, it's a direction fund. It's a 200% leverage, it looks like. No, it's 300% leverage. Okay, exchange-traded funds seeking investment results corresponding to 300% of market vectors. Market vectors. So today it went up uh, uh, 10% today. Uh, 10.22% up today. So I had a big update today. Wow, this is a uh, this thing really jumps around. That three hundred percent really. I mean, I, I, at the beginning of the year, this thing was worth about eight hundred dollars. Then it went to below fifty dollars, and now it's one hundred one dollars. So man, you realize you're taking a lot of risk, risk Wayne, with this, right? It's it swings up and down, up and down. But I had a very good day today. Uh, I'm assuming it looks like. Let me, let me, I'm trying to get some more information on what it really is tracking. Uh, so it's tracking gold. So that's why it's done so well, because gold had a great day today and has been doing well. Uh, so, you know, um, you know, I like gold. So the, hopefully that this, remember, it all, you're going to be living with a lot of volatility. And it's a trading kind of ETF. It's to trade, not to hold them buy and hold and think it's just going to do well over time because as the gold goes up and down, you know, you're going to get a bigger and bigger uh, 
tracking error, meaning it won't track exactly 300%, 300 times gold, gold uh, marker vectors. Okay? But it's a good trading vehicle, but you're going to have to be quick to get out when you're getting out is good. Wayne, appreciate the call. 888.99 chart. Okay, market internals today. I was looking at them this morning. I was looking at advance and declines, advance and declines. There are 4.7 advancing stocks. In other words, the prices are going up to every one stock. Actually, it was 4.7 stocks going down for every one stock. 4.7 stocks were going down for every one stock going up. 91.4% on the New York Stock Exchange at the time I was looking at it, you know, 91.4% of the volume was negative. Stocks going down. Yet the NASDAQ was up. So it was a very weak internal market today. Very weak internals. But this is why I started the show with how much how much uh, influence the big tech stocks are having on the indexes. The, the market was pretty negative. But it really doesn't show up when the, when the index is dominated by the five big tech companies. And remember at the beginning of the show, I said 40% of the NASDAQ 100 is five stocks. And there are Apple, Microsoft, Google, Google, uh, Facebook, and Amazon. Amazon is number three, I think. So it's five different companies, but six different stocks. Just be aware of that. So there was a lot of weakness in the market today that just wasn't necessarily apparent. So maybe we're, maybe we're in for a correction. Maybe. I don't know. You can always turn around with some kind of news. Up or down, to be honest. You're listening to Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And the economy is reopening in phases. We know all that. We do. Right. Movies, I think, movie theaters are going to open this weekend. I think they're open in San Diego County this weekend. I don't know about every place else. And most of us realize that, you know, a resumption of a strong level of economic activity is going to take some time. It's not going to just rebound, and here we are. So while this plays out, life goes on. Your investments go on. we got to deal with it. Your retirement objectives do not change. Don't care about the pandemic. You still have the same objective. So I encourage you to reach out to me or Justin Klein at KPP Financial Offices in Irvine, California. We can help you. We want to help you. Now, whether you're a conservative investor, you know, getting closer and closer to retirement, or a younger worker wants to be more aggressive, we have different programs to optimize your particular risk tolerance. Be happy to do that. You know, everybody's goal is the same, no matter what age you are. It's eventually financial freedom. Whatever whatever that means to you, you have to decide what it means to you, but everybody's goal is the same, to not have to make worry about making money. Maybe you like making money. I do. But you still don't want to worry about it, you know, and worry about your retirement, whenever that is. Maybe you want to retire when you're 30, maybe 40. Maybe you never want to retire. Kind of me. I don't necessarily want to retire. Anyways, well... You know, we'll work with you. At invest, just go send us an email. Go to investor.com, Click on contact us. Send us an email from there. Be happy to can happy to help you with whatever that we can help you with. And now I'm here, ready to provide unbiased answers to your financial investment questions. And we're taking your calls live at eight 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 ninety nine chart. 
This is Invest Talk. Steve and Justin have just recorded a new rapid fire hour. At a faster pace, you can hear answers to 29 caller questions. The podcast download is free. Go to investtalk.com, search April Bonus Show. And now the phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. 888 99 Chart. Hey guys, love the show. Wanted to get your opinion on triple leverage ETF, specifically TECL, which is an ETF that tracks large cap tech companies. I bought it Monday at 155 and now it's up to 192 a couple of days later. Do you think it's a good idea to hold on to these long term or are they more for short swings? And what do you think about triple leverage ETFs overall? Thanks for all your help. And I look forward to hearing on the podcast. Okay, this is a, a direction fund, three times bull. Exchange traded funds seeking performance corresponding to three times the S&P Technology Select Sector Index. I'm not a big fan of leveraged funds. I am not. Because they move so fast. They're highly speculative. And they're trading vehicles, not for long term. Not. Why? Because of, over time, they we get what we call a tracking error. They don't. They can't complete the three times. And most people, I would say not even most, 99 and 9 tenths of everybody don't understand how they achieve three times. They don't know what, how that index, how that ETF can 300% leverage both up and down the underlying index. Well, how do they do that? They don't buy the stocks or sell the stocks. They don't have any. They don't own any stocks. What they have is agreements with other parties, other financial parties, and the agreements are that they will, you know, react three times one direction or the other. And these agreements are fallible. What if someone can't? What if they go bankrupt? Who are they with? How big of the companies are on the other side of the trade? What happens if they do go bankrupt? People don't have a clue. And I will submit, sometimes I think the people, direction funds, I don't think they have a clue, really. A lot of them don't. They're not sure how this works. They just have these agreements, and they're not sure if they, if something goes sideways, what really happens. Because it never happened yet. I don't like them as a concept. I don't, I don't, I don't like them. That's just me. And I, we won't be using them at KPP Financial. None of the leverage funds, we won't. Okay, let's go to Rantin, Ron, Rantin in Irvine. Rantin in Irvine. Hi. He wants to know where to be. How are you doing, Rantin? Uh, hi, good. Uh, yeah, so I'm calling from Irvine. Um, I just had a quick question. I'm 24 years old. I have about $50,000 cash that I'm kind of interested in what your opinion is as far as where I can invest it for that money to grow. I'm at mm-hmm. the same time be able to pull it out if I need to. Ah, well, any, any, if you buy stocks, they're all, you know, if you, and you buy liquid stocks, meaning that they're bigger companies, you can trade them out, get out in a day if you want to. You won't ever have trouble getting Mm -hmm. out. Okay. But just remember the market's not designed for, you know, put it in today and get out in a month from now. It's not because no one can predict what it will do in a month. I can tell you over a number of years, the market goes up. On average, it goes up eight to 10% a year. On average, the overall market. But there are years when it goes down big time. So just know that, you know, if you plan on taking the money out in the short term, probably the market's not a good place to put the money. 
Now, how do you invest? Let's say you have fifty thousand dollars of cash. You want to invest? Well, I'm telling you, the market is overdue for a pullback. What you want to do is use a dollar cost average approach. Have you ever heard that before? That term, dollar cost average. I have not. No. What that means is you put in money over time. You put in the same amount every couple of weeks into the market, buying your stocks that you want or the index that you want. Because the market is going to go down and it's going to go up. We know it doesn't always go one direction. Everybody's all hyped up that it's been moving up from the lows that it made in March and it's done great. Okay, it has. But at some point, it will give at least 10%, maybe 20% of that back. I just can't tell you when. And that's when you would be a buyer, not a seller. So if I can tell you one thing, Renton, is that when the market goes down and everybody hates it, that's when you want to be a buyer. When everybody's talking about it and think it's great and asking me about two and three hundred percent leverage funds, they're all excited about the market. That's not the time to invest in the market. It sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? It sounds like that can't be right. That's wrong. No, that's correct. The problem is, is people get emotion, emotional about it. Right now, their emotion is, I don't want to miss out. It's called FOMO. Fear of missing out. So I got to get in and keep buying, keep buying. Pretty soon, it'll roll over. I can't tell you when, though. See, no one has that crystal ball. But when everybody gets, everybody's buying all the money coming into the market, pretty soon, someday it's going to run out of new money coming in the market. And the market will automatically fall because there's no new money to push it up higher. Are we at that stage? I don't think there, there's a lot of money the, the Federal Reserve has been printing. <laughs> it's so different right now so it's hard to predict but I would take a dollar cost average approach because I can't tell you it's going to end anytime soon I can just tell you there will be a correction and then I'm going to tell you make sure you buy the correction you keep buying so you buy every couple of weeks or every pattern you want to do the same amount every time until you get your $50,000 in appreciate the call thank you Okay, let's squeeze another caller in. Uh, question, 888-99-CHART. Hello, I'm interested to invest in BP because of their uh, diversified investment to include renewables and clean energy and electric vehicles. Do you think that BP is a good buy for a long-term investment? Thank you so much. Bye. Well, answer the last question is probably yes. It's British Petroleum, everybody. Uh, British Petroleum engaged in exploration, production, and refining of marketing oil. It's a $90 billion company. And all the major companies are going to make sure that they're involved in the new energy, uh, clean energy industry in some way. But their primary driver is oil at this stage. Uh, Long term, they pay a very nice dividend, good cash flow. It is a good core holding. BP, British Petroleum. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, everybody, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues right after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, is the stock market rebound overdone? Three things to consider as you invest that story tomorrow. Steve Peasley is here now. He'll have unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk. 
888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-992-4278-888-
So they're thinking that with all the turmoil, the the, the issues with uh, Russia still, and, and they already have an oversupply, that oil prices are probably going to go down and it's going to hurt shell oil industry the most. Do you know who is the largest producer of shell oil? It's the big major oil companies. We're talking about, um, I know for a fact that ExxonMobil is, I think, the largest producer. ExxonMobil is also the largest producer of natural gas. Pretty sure. Interesting, huh? I like ExxonMobil. I'm Steve Peasley. Thank you for listening. Justin Klein will be here tomorrow. I will return Friday with excerpts from our KPP Premium Newsletter. So I hope you tune in. And please tell your friends. We have posted a new Best of Caller Questions podcast. So they can listen for it for downloads free, all free, at investtalk.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.